Welcome to Your IT Coach, coming to you from the Buffalo Public Schools Instructional Technology Department, a podcast channel dedicated to the art of teaching through the lens of experienced instructional technology coaches. Welcome to Your IT Coach, where it's not just about the technology, it's all about the learning. Thanks for tuning in. This is your host, Keith Hughes, a.k.a. Hip Hughes. This episode is called Why I'm a Foal, Not a Teacher. It's at the heart of my pedagogy, and I'm very thankful that I work in a department in the Buffalo Public Schools, the Instructional Technology Department, where my pedagogy aligns with what our philosophy is, which is basically to get kids to do stuff, to make stuff. But I want to talk a little bit about my journey and why I call myself a foal and not a teacher. I've been teaching for over 20 years, and it should be mentioned that I did waiter for a year before I got my teaching job. And I can't tell you how many lessons that I've learned in retrospect from being in the service industry, learning how to talk to people where they are and not where you want them to be, being able to be persuasive and to get people's attention and to get along with a lot of different types of people. I think that that served me very well before I went into the teaching profession. So I started as a long-term sub in a third grade classroom, School 45, the international school where nobody spoke English. We had 29 languages. And I think that taught me a lot about teaching. And I have gone as far as teaching uh, adjunct professor through the University of Buffalo's Graduate School of Education. Um, But my mainstay was at McKinley High School for over 16 years, where I taught US history and AP government. And this is what I learned. I learned that I was a really good Mick Jagger, that that first couple years, I could tell a story. I could engage kids. I learned how important attention was, and I knew that I could get their attention. And for the first couple of years, I, I thought they were learning because they would pass the tests. And then I got introduced to a program through the University of Buffalo's Graduate School of Education called CVCV, or City Voices, City Visions. And it really shook my pedagogy to the floor because the program involved teaching teachers, us, how to do video production. But it wasn't about us, it was about kids and how once we learned how that process worked and we went through that experience where we were paying attention not to the teaching going on, but to the learning that we were experiencing, it wasn't really quick before I decided, we all decided, we wanted this for our kids. We wanted kids doing video production. And now there's a lot of other avenues that you can take when you're doing project-based learning. But for me, video was a, a natural differentiator You had kids that could write research papers and scripts. You had kids that could collaborate and be leaders. You had kids that liked to be in front of the camera and to role play and act. You had uh, technological kids with cameras and doing video editing. There was a space for everybody inside that. But here's the main lesson. Um, I learned that kids didn't learn in the space between my mouth and their ear. I could have kids pay attention, I could have them remember a few things. I could make them laugh. They probably walked away with maybe a couple concepts, but they really weren't learning because they weren't making decisions. And that's what I learned going through CVCV. I think one of the professors probably had told us to, you know, start counting how many decisions you were making because that was a true indicator you were thinking. And if you were thinking, you were learning. And they were endless. 
And I took that practice into my classroom when I became a flipper. That was kind of my ticket out the door. How many decisions did you really make today, kids? And I wanted to make that number go up. So instead of being a teacher, because people would ask, what do you do? I'm a teacher. What does that mean? I started calling myself a foal. What I do now is I facilitate learning experiences. I am a facilitator of learning experiences. A foal, which is much harder than being a teacher. Now, if you're flipping your classroom, you don't have to be Mick Jagger if you don't want to. There are tons of educators that have pages and channels on YouTube and probably other platforms now that condense lessons, engage kids, go over the content, and kind of take care of that part one of learning. I, myself, and there's probably many like me, wanted to do that on my own. So in 2001, I was burning MP3s, handing out little sticks to kids to put them in their little MP3 players. And then I think I got a DVD burner and I was burning DVDs. I had a kid sit in the chair. He would press the DVD button like 10 times a class. And I was even loaning out DVD players. And then the technological revolution pushed along. Um, something called teacher tube popped up or school tube popped up. And I was like, wowzers, I can upload my videos. And then around 2007, something called YouTube came out and that's what I started doing. I started uploading my videos to YouTube. Not to be a YouTube star, not to you know get lots of clicks or lots of watches, but to have a space that my kids could go to. And we used the other uh, pieces of technology as well because we did have a digital divide. To be able to get them to watch that video once a week or twice a week and then I would still lecture a little bit, but I freed up 80% of my class time. And in that 80%, I could facilitate a learning experience. I learned a lot from James Paul G. He's really great ideas in a book called What Video Games Have to Teach Us About Learning and Literacy. Because really, when you're doing a project-based learning activity, you are creating a video game. And G goes into these variables, but that when kids are playing video games, they're learning. They're not learning our content, but they're learning, you know, crazy names of characters. They're memorizing. They're collaborating with each other. They're using logic and creativity to problem solve. They're constantly being forced to level up. They're making decisions. And they felt like their identity was part of that experience. They were in flow. And what if we could take those lessons and bring them into our classroom? And I feel that video production, and there's, like I say, lots of alternatives, is like a video game. The kids put their identity into it. They're using secondary discourse by using the content that the video is on, and their primary discourse by choosing the music that they like, or putting it into a genre that excites them. They're writing, they're reading, they're doing traditional literacy, they're working together, there's a sense of community, and there's a product that they're part of. And I did video production in my classroom for 13 or 14 years. Movie trailers, game previews, music videos, uh, PSAs, commercials, and some longer documentaries, and we can talk about that another time. But the kids were constantly engaged in decision-making around my content and about themselves. And they all passed the tests, and I feel as though not only did they learn U.S. history, but they learned how to learn, and they learned how to love learning. 
So I don't take it lightly when I say that phrase at the beginning and end of every episode. It's not just about the technology, it's all about the learning. It really is all about the learning. So whether you do this in a tech way or a non-tech way, if you can be a facilitator of learning experiences, if you can be a conductor rather than a Mick Jagger, try it because it's a lot harder and you spend a lot more time focusing not on teaching, but on learning. Now, I should mention that being a foal is a lot more work and you'll put a lot more miles on than being a teacher. As Mick Jagger, I could stand in a circle and dance and sing and tell stories, but when I'm a conductor, when the kids are making the music and I'm not playing the music for them, your role will dramatically change. You'll have to be there when a kid is out of tune. You'll have to help a kid make a decision. You'll lean over shoulders to give, you know, I called them one-ups, where I would look over the kid's shoulder and i go, it'd be weird if you turn that to black and white, you know you can do that. And then I would walk away. Or I was there to deal with collaborations or sit in on team meetings or be the one that reviewed it. I gave them feedback. I was moving all over the room because that room was full of learning. There was a lot of talking. There was a lot of, quiet, I'm filming. There was a lot of back and forth. But at the end, I knew my kids were learning. So that's all she wrote, or what do they say? That's how the cookie crumbles. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's pretty easy. I'm at Hip Hughes. If you're looking for me anywhere on the internet and you type in Hip Hughes, I'm going to come up. Maybe you have ideas for future episodes or you want to be a guest. We have a place on anchor.fm slash hip dash Hughes where you can leave a message and we could put that on a show. So once again, thanks for listening. I say it all the time where attention goes, energy flows. And as you know, it's not just about the technology. It's all about the learning. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Your IT Coach. Have ideas for a future episode? or want to share feedback or your own teacher tips, leave us a voice message on our Anchor homepage at anchor.fm forward slash hip dash cues. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at youritcoach1. And always remember, it's not just about the technology, it's all about the learning.